Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Crystal Sparks. And if you've never been here before, hello, so glad you're here. Uh, Whether somebody shared this with you or maybe you just stumbled across it, I'm so glad that you found me. Um, Well, hey, my podcast has this one goal and it's to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. And obviously I am getting over a cold. So this is me uh, with the sniffles and everything because we are in fall pollen season. Um, but we are getting ready going into uh, Thanksgiving week and um, my heart has been centered around gratitude. If you follow me on Instagram, um, I put out a challenge at the first of this month of just posting something that you're thankful for every day and it's been really good. And the reason why gratitude's so important to me in my life is when I've gone through seasons of depression and, and anxiety, uh, remaining a heart of gratitude has really helped me. Um, stay focused on what's important and in our lives there's going to be seasons where it's easy to find what's wrong it's easy to find what's not working out what isn't adding up the opposition that's all around us but it's the consciousness of God what are you doing like what are you doing what can I be grateful for and I know that there's lots of fancy gratitude journals out there but you can just simply buy a dollar journal at the Dollar Tree, like literally just a spiral notebook or open the note section on your phone and just simply start the daily habit of listing three things that you're grateful for every day. And one of the things that I do in my gratitude journal every day is I write something that I loved from the day before. So it makes me reflect um, that morning of something that God did yesterday that I'm thankful for. So I'm waking up that morning, God, what are three things I'm thankful for today? And then as I think about yesterday, what's something that I'm really grateful for? So with that said, um, I was thinking about this of just being grateful. And in Luke 17, verse 11, it talks about Jesus. And it says, as he went on his way to Jerusalem, it occurred that Jesus was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going um, into one village, and he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. I I just think this is interesting because Jesus is just on his daily journey. This isn't even his intended destination. Like, he's between two points of travel. And it's there that he comes upon these 10 lepers. And what I love about it is the lepers knew that they weren't part of Jesus' intended plan, but they still maximize the opportunity anyways. And I want to encourage all of you that maybe your life, it's not the intended plan that you thought it was going to be. Maybe things didn't happen the way that you had hoped for or that you had scripted, but that God can meet you even in that place. And those lepers didn't want to pass up the opportunity of what they had in front of them. No doubt that they had heard of Jesus doing all kinds of miracles in his ministry. They heard about people being lowered down from roofs and being healed. They heard about a woman with the issue of blood, miraculously, the flow of blood drying up in her body. No doubt they had heard about Lazarus coming forth out of a tomb. They had heard about some crazy miracles. And so they decided that that same power was available to them, even though they weren't his intended destination. I want to encourage you that God can use you right now today. Don't put off, well, January 1st, God's going to really turn my life around or next year on my next birthday, I'm going to really get things in shape. I I find so many people prolong or uh, put a different time frame on what God wants to do instead of saying, God, what do you want to do today? Like it may not have looked like uh, what I thought it was going to look like. It may not have happened the way I thought it was going to happen, but how can you use my life today? 
And so it says this, and it says, As he was going into one of the village, he was met by uh, ten lepers who stood at a distance. And they raised up their voices and called, Jesus, Master, take pity and have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go at once and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cured and made clean. You know, this part just is so intriguing to me because they didn't receive the miracle like anybody else. Uh, they weren't like the blind man that immediately regained sight. They weren't like the lame man that immediately got up and began to walk. Their miracle happened as they went. So the closer they got to um, their place that Jesus sent them, the more they manifested their healing. And I think a lot of times in our lives when I was going through a season of depression and intense anxiety, I kept praying and asking God every day, God, today, could you just flip the switch of like depression on the inside of me and just completely heal me of this? And every day I had to make the choice to write down three things I was grateful for and reflect on the day before of God, what's something I am so thankful that happened yesterday. And I say this to say, as I've pastored many years, I've talked to people with different kinds of problems and addictions and things that they want God to remove and heal them in their life. And most people didn't have God do a suddenly kind of miracle. It was an as they went miracle. It's as they obeyed God and what he told them to do that the addiction began to lose its grip. It's as they went that their mind began to be set free. It's as they went that their desires began to change. And I would just like to encourage you that if you're listening to this and there's things that you want God to do and there's things that you so desperately want to be freed of, don't limit what God is about to do by what you're currently experiencing. And just know this, that sometimes the miracle happens. I would say oftentimes the miracle happens as we go in faith. It was their faith to leave Jesus sick and believing that as they went, they're going to be healed. Keep in mind, there is no Life 360. Like once they walk away from him, there's no way to retrace him or find him. They just had to believe that as they were going, that healing was being manifest in their body. And it says, then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, he turned back, recognizing, thanking, and praising God with a loud voice. And he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet. Um, in this time period, whenever a king would go in and take over a new land and uh, the defeated army, what they would do is they would come up to that king and they would lay themselves before the king face down. And what they were saying is, I have no defense. My whole life is yours. You can do with me whatever you want. It was them coming under that king's rulership and authority. And so literally this man recognizes that everything, this healing that's made manifest in his body, he's obligated to go and thank the one who did it for him. And he lays down before him saying, my whole life is yours. Like not just the journey that I just took, but everything that I am is yours. And that's what we're doing when we're turning to God in thanks and gratitude is we're recognizing it was by your gracious hand that I have all that I have, that my life is nothing. My whole life is under your authority and it's under your rulership. And it says that he laid there at his feet, thanking him over and over and he was a Samaritan. Oh, I love this so much because he thanks him over and over. It's like 
his heart was so full. It was saying thank you once wasn't enough. It was like he had to express the gratitude for everything that was on the inside of him. I just think that's so beautiful. Like, I think we can never get to the end of thanking Jesus for our salvation, thanking him for his grace that he's shown us, thanking him for his unending mercies. And it says, then Jesus asked, were not all the ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was there no one found to return to recognize and give thanks and praise to God except for this alien? I think about this because Jesus is like, uh, he marvels at the gratitude of the one, but he questions where are the other nine. And I thought about this uh, today in my quiet time, and I just thought about, am I one of the nine or am I the one? Am I one of the nine that received from God what I needed, what I prayed for, what I was believing him for, and then just went away? How many of us have had God do a miracle, um, had him move in a miraculous way? And once we get our blessing, we just kind of keep going. Uh, Brian's dad used to call this Lotto Jesus, like seven come 11. Like we go to Jesus almost as though he's a genie to get exactly what we need. And the minute we receive it, we just go and live our life and we forget all about the one who gave it to us. But in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says this, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and a thank offering, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. In September of 1992, Forbes magazine had a whole issue devoted to the one question, Why are we so unhappy? And what's interesting is they found through reading old journal entries of generations before us that people were overwhelmingly grateful. The things that they were thankful for were something as simple as a piece of fruit in their stocking for Christmas, or maybe it's a warm fire uh, to keep them warm at night. Whatever it was, it was the smallest, most uh, what we think insignificant things. They had journal entries about how they were so thankful for those things. And now, as technology has advanced, in 1992, they said people are complaining more than ever before. And I will just say, if they thought that true in 1992, 100% they think that 30 years later in 2022. And so I would just say to you, why is it that the things that we used to be so grateful for, we now just take for granted? There's three things that we can get from this verse and three things I think as we're going into this Thanksgiving season. I don't think it should just be a day, but it should be living a thankful life. Um, number one, being thankful is considered an offering to God. Like God sees it as an offering to him when we're thankful. I, I want to bring to God that thank offering every day. I want to very first thing in my morning for before I make requests, before I ask God for anything, I want to thank him for everything that he's done. Um, I think about in our lives that praise should be specific. Um, when you think about criticism, why is it that criticism sticks with us so easily? You know, I don't know about y'all, but Somebody can say something mean or hurtful and it like sticks in my mind and I can quote it almost word for word, but praise, it goes in one ear and out the other. And I was thinking about this the other day and I think the reason for that is because criticism is always so specific. It's not like you're ugly, but it's like, I hate your hair and your lipstick looks stupid. Like, it's like so specific. It like targets like the deepest things and it describes with like such specificity. Like, it's like so targeted, but oftentimes our praise is general. Like, hey, you did a really good job or whatever. 
But then I think about the praise that has stayed with me whenever um, somebody gives praise and it's so specific. It's very clear. It's not just, hey, you did a good job. It's, hey, when you said this, it meant so much to me. Or, hey, thank you so much for going the extra mile on that project. The way that you did that spreadsheet brought so much clarity around the project. Well, now it's like specific. And I think about this, that whenever we're saying something to people and saying something to God, right? First of all, our praise to God, not just thank you for my life, but God, thank you for my kids that love God, love the church, love us, like specific praise. And I think about with people, what it would happen if we were a people that were thankful and we were specifically grateful to the people in our lives. What would happen when instead of just thinking something, we say something? If every time my heart is flooded with gratitude around something, I didn't just think it, but I described with detail why I'm thankful for that specific thing. I think about this with my kids. Uh, Bear, he made varsity team for basketball and he was so excited and he got done with his game and they lost by 16 points and but I met him out on the court right after his game and I wanted to tell him how proud I was of him like how proud I am of who he is and I began to tell him why I was proud of him how his heart shows on the court about how it wasn't about the free throws he missed or the three throws he made it wasn't about the shots he missed or the shots he made but it was about the person he is and about how he's put in such hard work behind the scenes when nobody's watching that he's been showing up to practice and he's been putting in the extra time and then when he got home from the game I told him again and then before he went to bed I wanted to text him one more time just to make sure he knew and I thought about it you know I think so often times in our life our gratitude goes unexpressed and what would happen if we began to not just be thankful but we were intentional at saying so which leads me to my second thing is being thankful is a choice Um, that is why the psalmist tells us to make the decision to be thankful every day you have the choice to complain or the choice to give praise every day you have the choice that am I going to look for things to thank God for or am I going to look for the miracles or the things I'm still praying for or the, the stuff that hasn't happened yet or all of that? Or I'm going to remind myself of, God, you're moving right here. And I remember in the season of depression I was in, I had to literally be so thankful for like the smallest of things. Sometimes I would be like, thank you, God, for this soft throw blanket that I can sit with on this couch. Thank you, God, for Kleenexes that aren't rough so I don't have to use a washcloth. Like, you know, like literally I had to like find the smallest of things to be thankful but I will say this an attitude of gratitude is contagious and when you look for things to be thankful for it won't take you long to find more things to be grateful for Uh, but I can also say the opposite that an attitude of complaining and being ungrateful is also contagious and when you find one thing to be bitter about or frustrated about Make no doubt about it. There will be a list of 50 more waiting at your door, right? Because whatever we magnify becomes bigger. And I want to make the choice to be grateful. I want to make the choice every day. God, what are you doing? What are you doing in my workplace? What are you doing in my family? What are you doing in my life? What are you doing in my church, my city? I want to see those things. I want to express gratitude to God. They say research will tell you that the feeling of gratitude is the shortest felt emotion. Anger, joy, 
everything else that we might feel, peace, those all have a longer lifespan. Like they burn longer in our hearts and our minds than gratitude. Gratitude comes in and just as quickly as it comes in, it leaves. That's why the things that we were grateful for in one season are now the source of our complaining in the next season. Why? Because the feeling of gratitude is so short-lived. It's the shortest-lived emotion. The last thing I think we can get today is that true thankfulness should be expressed by speaking out loud. And no one can read your heart, but they can hear your words. Tell someone you are thankful for them today. I want to challenge you, if you're listening to this podcast, to ask the Lord, who is somebody that you could be thankful for? And I want you to practice uh, literally what you heard about in this podcast and to text them or to call them and be specific with what you're grateful for. Tell them with such clarity exactly what you are grateful for them to be in your life like what is it about them that inspires you and that calls you higher so with all that said I hope you got something out of this well we did that you did that I did it I did a podcast good job yeah I gave Emily every reason why I shouldn't do this today so but yeah. she was like, I think it's good. You should do this. And I was like, mm, but what if I sniffle or cough? <laughs> I was like, I'll edit it out. Don't worry. So what I actually said when it stopped recording is I said, wow, I did that whole thing without sniffling or coughing. She's like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a super spiritual moment after that was done recording. Yeah. Yeah. And then you fell out. Yeah, on the ground. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From a cough attack. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Great. Yeah, so let's talk about gratitude. Honestly, this is a subject you've helped me so much in. It's not my natural bent. I don't think it's anybody's natural bent. Maybe some more than others, but I would say I, growing up, had a more tendency for, like, a critical spirit mm-hmm. um, instead of, like, seeing what's good in things. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think it's sad to me now when I see people with that, mm-hmm. that they see everything through like a a lack mentality or like what's not going uh. good. And it's exhausting to be around, right? But yeah. it is very uh, natural, I think, if you were raised by the world to see that way. Yeah. Well, even when you think about how gratitude attracts the presence of God, mm-hmm. like God loves to be around thankful people. Mm-hmm. Like. There's nothing that will, like, man, like, shift an atmosphere, like, complaining. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it can turn the best moments into something so bad. Yeah. But then on the flip end, I've been in, like, the hardest situations and somebody be grateful and your heart is just, like, oh, like, so moved. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it just brought a memory to me that, like, my dad would take us all out to eat. And we were, like, a big family. And then sometimes he would get upset at the end. Mm. and like we'd all get in the car and I guess be complaining about something and he would be like y'all never even said thank you for like taking you here yeah and it was because it was so normal yeah like for him to take us out to eat that we're like we always do that dad like it's not something special yeah but he still wanted like gratitude towards it yeah of like not being entitled towards something Mm. and I think that we have that like in general of like I'm owed this life or I'm owed whatever 
my so, Christmas bonus. Yeah, I mean, it's, it I is. mean, just anything. Like, yeah. even just, like, I deserve a day that everything goes smooth. So I'm not going to thank God that just today was a day that nothing insane happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, we think we're owed this, like, perfection of a life or yeah. kids that are a certain way or husbands and wives that are a certain way. Like, we think we're owed all these things. Yeah. And so I think it impacts our ability to be grateful. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, Dad, why do we have to say thank you? Like, that's mm-hmm. just, you fed mm-hmm. us. That's mm-hmm. just what mm-hmm. dads do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember having that attitude mm-hmm. and being like, don't it's even. entitlement. Yeah. Yeah, 100% entitlement. Yeah. Which is, like, I feel like is rampant in our society. Yeah. 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 Which comes, entitlement and victim mentality are paired together. Yeah. Number one, I'm owed this. And number two, everyone's out to take it from me. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Dang, that's good. And so, I think with that, like, if you wanted to get really granular of, like, why it's hard for you to be grateful, I mean, there's probably um, some, like, lies you're believing that are impacting your ability to get to gratitude. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to say, um, I found even with people, they don't want to express gratitude or give compliments because of pride, right? Yeah. Because it's the belief that if I give it away to you, what will I have left? And Mm -hmm. it's uh, vulnerable, right, Mm -hmm. to be thankful Mm -hmm. because we, in our society, we don't want people to think that we need anybody like, totally. You know what I was I mean? going to say that. It's, it's about independence. Like, like I didn't need you to pay for that. Like, yeah. I could have paid for it. I didn't need you to open the door for me. I didn't need you to whatever, fill in the yeah. blank. When really, when we're expressing gratitude, it's actually expressing, like, uh, reliance and, mm-hmm. like, um, I need you and you need me. Mm-hmm. It's, like, this, like, uh, mutual um, interdependence, not codependence, yeah. but, like, interdependence. Mm-hmm. But we want to be independent and, mm-hmm. like... So I think it takes, I think if you are struggling with, I'm just going to submit this. I don't know if it's true or not. So give me a pushback. Okay. But I think that it, a sign that you're struggling with pride is that you're not able to express gratitude yeah. and you're not able to give compliments easily. Yeah. And I found usually when I'm not able to compliment somebody or express gratitude around something, it's usually because I have insecurity in that area. Mm-hmm. And that if I say that they're good at it, I'm also saying I'm not good at it. Yeah. 100%. I'm like revealing my weakness. Mm-hmm. And so versus the Lord's been really on me about like, Hey, like if you think something, say something like, Mm -hmm. don't just think it, say it. And Mm -hmm. like, as you say it, it's releasing something in you Mm -hmm. and like unlocking something in you, Mm -hmm. um, as you are expressing it Mm -hmm. about them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a similar muscle to like, um, even the ability to repent quickly and not, not just because someone confronted you, but because, like, you want to make sure that they know, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have came on that strong. Or I think that the spirit behind that was judgment, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, the same muscle that, like, exercises um, uh, repentance before it's needed mm-hmm. is the same as gratitude before it's needed or asked mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. a giant gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone tell me, they're like, I don't. I've never had someone just say sorry just for no reason, like, mm-hmm. without me asking for an apology. That's so sad. Do you sad. know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we live a life that's like, no, I apologize, like, because 
I like I recognize I've done something. Yeah, I'm quick wrong. to repent. I'm yeah. quick to praise. I'm quick yeah. to express both. gratitude. It's yeah. both. Yeah. It's the ability to like actually like But all of it is humility. Yeah. Right? So the yeah. more humble we are, the more grateful we'll be and mm-hmm. the more quick we'll be to like give praise to others mm-hmm. and like recognize cuz I don't know. I I remember thinking for so long like I had so much insecurity. And I thought, gosh, if I'm ever going to do something big for God, I have to get good at all these things. Mm. And now I'm like, no, I just have to celebrate, like, the strengths of other people. Mm-hmm. And when they're good, like, yeah. the whole thing rises higher. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but used to, I would get so fearful when people were good at things. And I couldn't express, like, praise or gratitude yeah. for them because I was so insecure. Yeah. I was so insecure. I hated it. Yeah. I hate it. I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. But now I, I don't think I've uh, fully obtained it. But now when I see myself being jealous or insecure, I'm like, oh, I actually just need to sow gratitude around what I admire in them yeah. instead of letting it stay inward because inward it's always going to be toxic. But if I express it outward yeah. of like turning what I'm insecure about into like praise or thanksgiving, yeah, then it releases the grip on me. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. Okay. So I think like one thing that keeps us from being able to be grateful is pride. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, the lies that we believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, when someone gives, a, like, even gives us praise and it doesn't match what we believe about ourselves, we dismiss mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right? So if you think, if you if I got off the stage leading worship and I thought that was absolute crap. Yeah. And someone tells me, you did so good. I'm going to go through, uh, yeah, like, I'm going to dismiss the thought. Uh-huh. Because it's not what I believe. Uh-huh. Well, if you're in a shame-based mentality, your wardrobe, your only wardrobe is shame. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that you feel comfortable putting on is shame. Is shame. Mm-hmm. And so, but as God begins to renew your mind, you can yeah. put on positive things mm-hmm. and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not. No, I think it's just, I think that like a way to... Uh, get a mindset of gratitude is to also like go to the source of your thoughts mm-hmm. and like replace your thoughts with like no what does God say about this yeah and so my mind's thinking on that that link of of types of thoughts instead of like what's wrong with me yeah. what's wrong with this situation <clears throat> what's wrong with them yeah what's wrong with and instead you're thinking like oh this is what's right with me What's right with this situation? What's right with this service? What's right with my job? What's right with my boss? Versus, like, I get down. I'm always like, oh, I should have done this better. Mm -hmm. I I know I talk too fast. And Mm -hmm. that's the number one feedback I always get is, like, Mm -hmm. you're a great communicator, but you just talk way too fast. And I'm like, I know. This is me trying to talk slow. And um, so whenever somebody comes to me and they say, what the lie already hold Mm -hmm. I just agree with it Mm -hmm. but you are right like it's when they do speak praise to me that pushes against those lies Mm -hmm. I always shove them away but again it's because my wardrobe is like I talk too fast I'm a woman preacher I shouldn't be here Mm -hmm. like imposter syndrome like Mm -hmm. all these things I can pick those up so easily and put them on and I don't even question when those negative things come in but the positive things I usually will push against really hard. Like, 
No, tell me something bad. <laughs> What's the number one positive <clears throat> feedback that you get? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I dig really deep. I'm like... It's just like case in point, yeah. right? You know that you hear that you talk too fast, but you're getting a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Like reality is you're getting more positive feedback than you are negative. Yeah. 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 After every service, I spoke at our church on Sunday. And after every service, I had somebody tell me um, it was a great message, but I talked too fast. And I was like... I'm trying so hard, but I have so much stuff to say. Mm -hmm. And I have that countdown mm -hmm. clock that's, like, pushing me so hard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But I think with a different um, lens, you might think, oh, they're saying, like, I have so much good things to say, and I, I can't, I don't even have time to write it all down. There's so many things yeah. I wanted to hear, that, that I wanted to take note of, but I didn't even have time to write it all down. Yeah. It wasn't like you said one profound thing. You said a profound thing after another. Mm. Right? I hope so. <laughs> See, it's like, I think like, it's that, oh, right? Yeah. It's like you already believe, like, this is my thing that I'm not very good at. Yeah. And so that's how you receive it. And I don't, I think we all have that. You know yeah. what I mean? I believe I'm not really a good guitar player. No, so I'm always you tried to throw at me the other day. You were like, oh, I do all these songs because I'm just ill-prepared. And I was like, no, it's because you're the most prepared person I know. Mm. You've spent hours in the secret place, like, worshiping the Lord. That's how you can move from one song to the next song effortlessly. It's not because you're ill-prepared and you're just, like, going on a whim in a worship set. It's because you've spent so much time with God in the secret place that, like, the quietest whisper, your heart moves. Mm -hmm. And you know where to go. Mm -hmm. Where most people would know where to go, but they haven't done the preparation so they need a chord chart and the lyrics. But your heart knows the path because it's been down that road so many times. Yeah. 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 Great. So the third thing. I just served you what you served me. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, so the third thing that we were talking about is I had a really hard season. I don't know. How long ago was that? Feels like a million years ago. Two but. days ago. <laughs> uh, it was a hard season two days ago. Dude, I had a hard time. I went through on Tuesday. Every time I would drive home to my house. Yeah. Um, it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. I would like literally cry on the way home and be like, I do not want to live here anymore. <laughs> like, I want to live closer to my friends. Uh, I'm tired of driving over here. Yeah. And you always encouraged me, like, okay, think of three things that you're grateful for. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, when you need gratitude, it's the last thing you want to do. A hundred percent. When you need it, it's like, literally, it was so annoying. Dude, let's just lean on that for a second. Yeah. Because isn't that everything good in your life that you actually need? You're yeah. not going to want to do it. Like when you need to read your Bible the most, you're not going to want to do it. Yeah. When you need to eat healthy, you're going to want Chick-fil-A chicken strips. 
when you right when yeah, you I need to work out, out. <laughs> I, that's what I had for lunch all right <laughs> so like but when you need to work out you're not going to want to yeah like when your body actually needs it so I would just encourage yeah. people that are listening like it's not the days that you want to pray that you're going to get breakthrough it's actually the days you don't want yeah. to pray that you're yeah. actually like gaining ground for the kingdom so yeah just to lean on that so you're going home and usually you would replay in your mind of like I hate this. I'm so far away from my family. I'm being banished. Yeah, I'm being banished. Yeah. Over your, that's how it felt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the, it's building safety nets. Mm -hmm. So like I do this with my work. Like I'm going to assume that I'm going to forget this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that I won't remember this deadline. Yeah. Right. So you build safety nets around things to help you like, uh, uh, counter your mistakes or forgetfulness, right? Uh-huh. So it's like right now you're listening to the podcast, you're like, oh yeah, gratitude, that's the answer to getting me out of this situation. But literally tomorrow when you're feeling like you want to complain, you probably will forget. Yeah, because we right? don't learn truth, we remember truth. Yeah, so yes. it's like what kind of safety nets can I build so that next time I feel like this, I remember actually, okay, gratitude. One of those safety nets is like, friends that keep you accountable yeah truly yeah and another might be like oh every day i have a reminder that pops out on my phone like what are you grateful for Mm. right little things like that that will help like trigger your brain back to center of like Mm -hmm. okay i don't want to do that at all right now but i know that that's going to help me yes and i've put reminders in my phone that's like what are you grateful for Dot, dot, dot. I know you don't want to do this. We, (laughs) okay, so we as a family, um, my daughter is 17, and she's like, uh, Braley's like in the season where she's like driving everywhere. She's a senior in high school. She's Mm -hmm. like gone so much. So we were doing family pictures on Saturday, and the whole family was like dogging on her so hard. They were like, Bub, you haven't been home like at all lately. Like, you're never around. And Brian was like, Yeah, Braley, you're never around. And then even Joe was like, uh, her best friend, she was in the car because we just got done doing family pictures. And I'm that person that has our weekend daughter in our family pictures. And so uh, so she's like, yeah, Braley, you're never around. And I was like, hey, guys, instead of, like, complaining how Braley's not ever around, can we all talk about how we're thankful that she is around right now? Mm-hmm. And then made everybody in the car go around and, like, express gratitude around, like, what we are thankful for. And she's like, guys, y'all complaining about me not being around doesn't make me want to be around more. Yeah. And I was thinking about, like, us complaining about the things that aren't working out doesn't attract, like, the feeling and that the thing that we're searching for, Mm. we're actually repelling it. Yeah. And so instead, and then the whole car's atmosphere shifted because Brian went, he got a little choked up, and then Bear went, and he was like, Bob, I love you. Like, so glad you're here. And then Joe went, I went. And, it, and by the end, she's like, wow, this feels way better than a few minutes ago. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, because yeah. gratitude's like an environment that everybody wants to yeah. sit in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's But you Israelites, don't learn it. Like, yeah. Complaining, kept, complaining about the wilderness kept them in the wilderness, right? And it's the same thing for us. Yes. And I've even seen, like, you know, single people that complain about being single. Yeah. It doesn't attract someone. Like, it doesn't attract no. a spouse. It actually makes you look like 
haggard. Yeah, it's like very unattractive for yes. you to complain about that. Yes. Just like live your life and like make your life. Oh, but there's like, nothing better. I I will say as like an employer, like mm-hmm. oh, an employee that's so grateful. Yeah. Like oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it it makes me want to like do anything for you. Yeah. Versus the employee that's like entitled. entitled. Like they get the Christmas bonus. They don't even say thank you. They yeah. get like. The whatever for their birthday, and they and don't like, say yeah, anything. Yeah, this is what we always got. Oh, it's the same as last year. Oh, whatever. Yes. Like, all of that. It's actually so, I, I believe it really grieves the Lord's heart. Yes. It's a grateful heart that attracts him. Yes. And he's the prize we're looking for. Yes. So if it's something that's going to attract his presence, I want that. Do you know what I mean? 100%. It's truly, it's like all the things that we're looking for. Yeah are found in him. Yes. And gratitude is one of those things that attracts his presence. It's good. And so. So good. It's a key. Yeah. So use it. Use it. Right? Yep. Because keys just stuck in a drawer. They don't open any doors. Yeah. And the door is always in front of you. Yeah. For gratitude. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Every day. All day. Well, it's so good. I did feel it on my heart, like, because holiday season always brings up sometimes in our families, like, uh, things or gaps that we wish our family was or things that we wish were different. And so I would encourage every person listening to this uh, just to challenge you with gratitude um, this holiday season and not to magnify the things that aren't working out or not the way that you thought it would be, but instead to look, like go on a treasure hunt, mm-hmm. a gratitude hunt for what God is doing and what you do have and mm-hmm. how you can feel deep gratitude around those things. Okay. So. If this uh, podcast spoke to you, do me a favor and share it with somebody. Um, Get the word out so we can help others. And yeah, love you guys. Love you.